We are back on the game. It's hour number two. The game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. And now Owen Burke has jumped into the captain's chair. Oh, God. He is running the board. Look out. Uh, so we should know by now. Go ahead and hit the button. Go, go ahead and hit it. Mm-hmm. You got to hit the button. <laughs> you're being I'm just cruel. messing with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're trying to freak me out, man. I'm stressed as is, all right? There's a lot of weight in this chair. There is, man. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, there is, usually when I'm uh, sitting there in the morning. Yes, I love <laughs> uh, hey, we got three cats on NBA rosters right oh, now. Um, and uh, set to open up their seasons tonight. Uh, you got Dean Wade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, that'll tip off at 630. They're at the Brooklyn Nets, the old Barclays Center. Uh, let's see. You also have the Toronto Raptors that currently have Marquise Noel on the roster. They're going to be hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves at 630. And then at 7 o'clock, Keontae Johnson in the OKC Thunder at the Chicago Bulls at 7. Right on. I'm excited to see Marquise play, really. And then uh, Keontae, I think, like, if they just give him an opportunity. If he plays. If he plays. Yeah. If they give him an opportunity, they're going to be happy they drafted him. Do you guys bet on the NBA? Oh, yeah. Did last night. Yeah. I, who, I, who was not a, I was I don't. not a happy camper uh, with some of my Nuggets slash Lakers as well. You were frustrated because you took, a, took the under. Uh-huh. Yeah, I took the under in the Nuggets to uh, giving up twelve and a half. They won by like eleven. You know, for somebody that doesn't follow the NBA, I should probably bet because I would probably crush you guys. Yeah, you probably would. I, I mean, I'm just the amount of points that they can score in like four minutes is mind boggling. It's 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 really tough to watch a game. I took an under, and the minute it went into the second half, I go, "Why did I do that?" I just. <laughs> Doom, 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 boom, 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 point after point over three after three after three. You're just like, college basketball unders are so easy. But Well, it's like the Chiefs game against the Chargers. I mean, they had that big second quarter where they probably hit the over for the game yeah. in the first half. And then you you know, you look at the line, it's like, oh, this is a hot game. These offenses are moving now. Let's take whatever the over is. And then they score seven points the rest Ugh. of the way combined. I mean, I felt like I had an easy uh, gimme last night. I had LeBron four plus assists, Jokic ten plus rebounds, Jamal Murray over two and a half threes, Anthony Davis ten plus rebounds. Oh, that's the one you missed. It was the ten plus rebounds because AD had one in the first half and finished with eight. He decided to ah! sit on his. Owen, do you bet on sports? I do here and there. I try to keep it to a mild amount because uh, I do have a I have an issue if I start doing it a lot. So I try to, you know, once or twice a week, you know, I try to keep it to a, a decent level. Well, welcome to the Degenerate Gambler Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do have I do have a group chat on Snapchat that's just Gamblers Anonymous, and it's like thirty guys. I don't know half of them, and they everybody just sends their picks in there all the time. As I noted, there's a reason I only bet dimes. <laughs> I work in radio after all. <laughs> Ooh, I got a dollar on this game. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Hey, you can sweat a dollar bet. First, I'll sweat $5 bets all day. Five to win 13, and I'm like, come on, baby, come on! Nothing. <laughs> you get smoked. I'm going to probably just stick with blackjack. Yeah. You know. That's a good game. A little skill involved, mm. you know. I, I get down with some blackjack. I was talking... <laughs> Robert Lipson and I, man, if, if we recorded our conversations that we have... <laughs> 
before and after <laughs> um, when we tape Robert's World for uh, Powercat Game Day. Yeah. It's it's a money making podcast. Yeah, you guys kind of sitting there and chill, man. We I, do. I've we 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 were talking earlier today about blackjack. Yeah, and we were just talking about gambling, and he was giving me some tips on like strategy and stuff and how I should bet him. Like I I bet a similar way. Like you know, he's like just small increments. You know, once you win, you can raise your bets a little bit higher. And I was like, that's definitely one strategy I've used before. I've I've more used the strategy of okay, I lost a five dollar bet. Here's a ten dollar bet. Yeah. Lost a ten dollar bet. Here's a twenty dollar bet. Yeah. It's actually worked out quite well for me uh, in the past. I just don't play as often as I would like to. Yeah, I got a strategy. It's called cocktails, and it's also <laughs> called let it ride, baby. And then you're like, all right, anybody, uh, anybody calling an Uber? Are we going back? To- <laughs> I, I, I had. I've done it one time where I went all in on one blackjack hand. It was about two hundred dollars. I was like, Ooh. I'm up. Let's let's just see what happens. And it was single deck at Prairie Band. And it was a new hand, a new deck. So they're like, all right, you gotta cut it. Oh man. I cut it. First card is a king. Second card, ace. What? I, I blackjacked. No yeah, way. On that hand. And the, the whole table's like clapping. Like everybody just bursts out in celebration. Everybody's clapping for me and stuff. I'm like, wow. Interesting. I've always heard people like, you know, this you see it in movies of like in craps people are going nuts when you roll whatever and dude if you if you sit down at a blackjack table and everybody's playing the right way it's a team game it becomes sure is you start to root for people um did you leave right after that i i played one more hand and then i left yeah (laughs) i finished the the deck Uh, it was a full table so you only get two hands a deck since it's single deck the little guy on your shoulder is like, come on, man. I lost 10 bucks on that final <laughs> hand. <laughs> of we course can do you it do. again. We can do it again. Oh. Just walk away. That's the hardest thing. Have you ever been on a heater that you just don't leave the table? Okay, so not me personally. I get waxed in blackjack, but I watched a family member of yours on such a heater that he was calling the cards. <laughs> he was like, here comes paint. Of course, it was a, like it was a queen. And he's like, here comes an eight. And bam, she flipped over an eight. And everybody's like, oh, my God. And he was just like in the zone calling out cards. It was amazing. That same night, um, the video poker machine at the bar, it was just loose, baby. And paid out. We had like 15 guys at a bachelor party that paid out. 12 of the 12 of us at least a hundred dollars it was just boom 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 we were on a hot streak next day everybody lost (laughs) sure bad deal bad bad. well i hope k-state you know heading into this what you could probably call actually a trap game against houston um has the good luck on their side especially when you're playing a couple of quarterbacks and i've used this word actually i used it on power cat game day it was used last week with Curry Sexton using the word envy and how, you know, I I don't, and I'm sure a lot of people would not envy right now the decisions that are having to be made between Colin Klein and and um, and Chris Kleiman about what to do mm-hmm. and how to strategize with the quarterbacks. Uh, this is not your typical two quarterback situation, especially with K State's history of two quarterback situations. There's been multiple in the last 20 years that I can think of. And we rattled them off, I think, yesterday. And uh, typically it's when you have two guys that probably aren't good enough to be the guy. Yeah. And so they're splitting time 
one's got something to offer more than the other. Sometimes, or sometimes they both stink. But you got to put somebody out there. Uh, this is not that situation. Uh, as a matter of fact, Saturday was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good with both guys. You know, Will Howard did end up playing one more drive, and he ends up scoring more points on his drives than Avery. Um, you could maybe call that a friendly competition. You know, the back and forth alternating possessions is not the strategy I was expecting. Um, if you're Will Howard, that's probably a strategy that doesn't make you the happiest of campers. And, and I talked about that yesterday about how if you're Will Howard, you're probably a little TO'd um, that you're splitting time with a true freshman like that. But I, I, I've seen for those that are like, all right, you can't sustain this kind of strategy. You got to go with the guy sooner or later. I, I do hear that argument, right? But I'm, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how you just go with one guy the rest of the year. I, I think going with the true freshman is a gamble, even though Avery's great. Avery is crazy talented. I don't you don't just bench Will Howard like that. Will Howard has redeemed himself for the the issues he's had earlier in the year that I I'll say it again are not all on him. He he played I think with a chip on his shoulder and played extremely well. Throwing the football could have been better, of course. Running the football was electric. And that goes hand-in-hand hand as well with the offensive line doing its job and doing it at a phenomenal pace. I mean, the last six quarters, the offensive line has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just do not see a scenario where you don't play both quarterbacks for the rest of the year, to be quite honest with you. Now, the way I see it being played out as we get to the Texas game after Houston – and that implies that both guys are going to both see they're going to see the field. They're going to play against Houston. They'll both play a considerable amount. Would you like to have a QB that does play the majority of the time that you focus on? You get them warm. You keep them going, and you keep that momentum going through the entire game. Yes, yeah, certainly. That would be Will Howard. It's going to be Will Howard right now, unless something drastically changes and things go wrong against Houston. But you got to play Avery. There, I don't see a scenario where you don't play Avery because he's been way too much of a spark for the offense. So right now, I think the task at hand is game in and game out, depending on what you get, you strategize around both guys. What works best in the moment. It's working. We've had truly six quarters of it. Avery played more against Texas Tech and was obviously the better guy that day. Will Howard was the better QB against Houston, but they're both playing well. Um, you meant against TCU. Or, yeah, against TCU. Yes, thank you for the correction. Sorry. Yeah, you just don't want to confuse people going forward that you could time travel to Houston. But right now the coaches have to try to figure out, <laughs> game in and game out, how to strategize for, for these future opponents. And it won't be most likely the same throughout. Like, if it is back and forth again against Houston – I you know I could see that happening for this game, but after Houston, I doubt it. I I highly doubt it. You you can't. I don't think that's something you can do. Maybe you could. I just don't see it going that way. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But Will Howard is the veteran. Will Howard is the Big Twelve Championship quarterback. We saw against TCU that 
He's a lot healthier than he was, and that kid can still run the football. He can also still throw it. Avery proved to us that he can also throw some dimes. Playing both guys, I still think is actually, and it's different than what we've seen in the past, feels like the way to go. I'm not so much in favor of trying to get in a fast pace, trying to get to just one guy. And that's especially after, and I maybe would have leaned that way before TCU. But after what I saw against TCU, it just doesn't seem the way, that's the way things are are going right now. The way things are going right now is you're doing a pretty good job with playing both guys and giving them both some meaningful snaps, giving them some, some, some throws. But if you are leading towards one guy, you got to go with Will Howard. But that's not the way it's going. You got to play Avery Johnson. So the way the strategy is going right now and how they move forward is not easy decisions to be made by this coaching staff. I'm with you in that the the two quarterback system works at least as they're looking at it. I am intrigued to see how many more opportunities they take to put both into the lineup at the same time. Much as they opened the game, we saw it against Missouri as well as something that could occur. Um, there are a lot of things that you could that you could do to mix this up. There's also a lot of things that could be done that could mess this up. And I think that that's where the concern comes in. Look at where this team is right now. Get through Houston this weekend. And you've got a showdown with Texas looming. To the point that even the national TV window is open, potentially, for that game. There is still a lot riding on this season at this point. That makes it tough to argue that you shouldn't at some point maybe latch onto one quarterback. And then the concern becomes, well, which one's playing best at the time? And are you ready to put that on to a freshman? If 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 you deem that Avery's the one playing well. You know, I think it's funny a coach has to do this not only think about strategy and who's the hot hand, what's going on, but you have to think about people's um, their feelings. And if you make someone mad, if you anger one guy over the other, what? How do they react to that? Because Will could be someone who's like, "Haven't I earned your trust? And haven't I earned the right to say that you just say we'll put the ball in your hands and and let's go? Haven't I earned that?" And I think there is a certain argument to say that he has. He has earned that. Even with Avery sure. playing well, my also my other my other concern is, uh, what if they both have crummy drives back to back, and we're playing back back and forth, back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth? What if it doesn't work? Because this is football, this is a game, and this is uh, uh, there's another team on the other side who is uh, they they are coming after us. They're trying to scheme against us. What if it doesn't work? Either one of it works. Who we put in then? You know, it, I, I think they need to pick one guy and go with it. I do. I love the idea of giving Avery snaps. I don't. I don't love the every other drive. I think it. I think it blew up in their faces early with the offensive line. I know it's two different positions, but in the offensive line, when they were running different fronts out there every other drive, it didn't work. 
the unit was not cohesive. And the Missouri game, it stunk, you know? Mm-hmm. But they decided they were going to stick with one guy and let's roll with it, and it's worked. It's really worked because those guys have come together. Now, drive by drive, I don't know if they've done a little bit of, you know, swapping, but I know for a fact that when they decided to stop with the switching, it worked for them. I think with this, I think the idea that you don't name a starter, I think, keeps the other team on their heels and they have to. Okay, we've got to watch film on both these guys. Right. Now. You know, that's a that's a big thing. But as far as the team goes, like I said, it could go wrong two drives in a row. It could go wrong for both of those guys to start off. And now what if you go and you go out there and you blow it on two drives to start a game? And now where are you at with that? You know? And you're going, well, okay, which guy do we go with? Who's got the hot hand if both of them went a three and out or, or didn't score and had to punt? I mean, who's the hot hand? I think that's too hard to say, okay, two bad drives in a row with both guys, who's the hot hand? And, and, that, and that goes, what you just explained is a part of the tough task right now of Absolutely. what these coaches have to figure out because they have to have backup plans. You know, if both struggle, it's not bringing Jake Rubley. That, no. that, that's right. not the strategy. Right. Nope. Um, you most likely go to the veteran and – you hope that he figures it out. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to put one guy to the side, right now it's going to be Avery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what is the backup plan? Like if things don't go right against Houston, I, I don't expect the offense to struggle against Houston. Houston played better defense, obviously, uh, from the second quarter on against Texas in a very impressive fashion. And they may be starting to click a little bit after having – I mean, six games of pretty terrible defense. <laughs> One of the things, though, to watch is the fact that they load it up so hard on the run. They're not going to be able to do that against K-State this weekend. I love I love when we look at the other position back there, that running back position, and the ability to play who's got the hot hand with both of those yeah. guys. That's a, such a key for us. Mixing it up with the quarterbacks has opened up so much. It has. Having Jace Brown now being a reliable wide receiver as a true freshman has made me feel better about what the passing game can be. Right. And the connection that Avery's had with him and you mm-hmm. know, and Will is, you know, probably going to have with him. He had that touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many scenarios. So many possibilities, so many opportunities that you can play out. You know, I, I don't think the coaching staff is just waiting for somebody to fail. No. I, I don't think that's it at all. No. It's just that, you know, both guys can go score some points. Both guys are extremely talented. You know, Avery is a faster runner. He just has more of those type of skills that he just has over Will. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, well, Will is a general. I mean, he is a he is a team leader that I think you have to absolutely have on the field, but you also can't keep Avery's talent off the field. And let's be perfectly honest, you want to see the development of Avery into that type of a leader. But for the moment, this remains Will's team as it pertains to that. Right, and does Will want to continue to share, you know, give up some drives for Avery? I don't know. No. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't. So yeah. sooner sooner or later, does it get back to one QB? Probably. Right now, no. I, I At least I don't think so. But again, maybe the coaches come to a thought and come to a decision on Friday that is completely different than what we're thinking. That's the thing. So many scenarios to battle through that a decision will have to be made. The right one was made 
at least from my perspective, against Houston. But is it the right or against TCU. TCU? But is it the right for Houston? Who knows? Right. You know, just what game plan does Houston bring? I don't know. We'll find out on on Saturday. I just good luck to the coaching huh. staff to try to figure all this out because you you want the best talent on the field. Well, two of your best talent is quarterbacks that probably don't want to be sharing time with each other. It's tough. Yep. So tough. Let's take a break. When we come back, back to Patrick Nagangba and about what this weekend means for K State basketball. When we come back. We are back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke now on our board with Travion Berklin watching him. Watching his every move as he trains. <laughs> Creepy. Uh, as far as I know, there's no buttons to push right now, so uh, nothing to worry about right now until we get to a break. Um, K-State basketball will get underway with an exhibition Wednesday, as in a week from today. Uh, against Emporia State. That'll be tipping off at 7 o'clock. That game, of course, will be right here on Jesus. Come on, man. <laughs> Fumble. Amateur hour What's going on? I just kind of groove in there, and all of a sudden I hear things being thrown uh, around by old David G. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Owen Burke. Um, this is a big weekend uh, for K-State basketball, and I think it's fair to say it's the biggest recruiting weekend uh, when it comes to a particular player yes. that K-State men's basketball has had. Uh, what feels like in quite some time. Uh, just when it comes to the particular status of the player, uh, how he's being recruited, the list of offers, and to our surprise, and this is pretty sweet, that this particular player is now down to three schools in his recruitment, and he's making that decision pretty soon. November 4th, to be exact, is when Patrick Nagongba who is a 6'10 center from Virginia, is going to be making his decision. Now, we had Derek Young from Case and Online on the first hour. We did talk about him, um, and he mentioned that he's never seen a staff go after one particular recruit as heavily as K-State and staff have gone after Patrick Nagongba. This is a player they want really badly. Mm-hmm. This is a five-star recruiting, according to ESPN. All the other sources have him a four-star kid. Uh, right now, K-State in the class of 2024 does have one player. That's David Castillo, who is a four-star kid, top 50 recruit. Already a huge get. Already a solid start to the recruiting class for 2024. He's a point guard going right now to Sun, uh, Sunrise Christian. He's a Bartlesville, Oklahoma kid, so he has transferred from Bartlesville and now playing for Sunrise Christian. And he already had an impressive offer, but what was great about that? K-State beat out KU. K-State beat out KU. But with Patrick Nagongba, a bit of a different story. He had offers. Duke, UConn, Kentucky, Michigan, Kansas, Indiana, Syracuse, Texas, Notre Dame. All the Blue Bloods. Most of the Blue Bloods. East of Colorado wants this kid. Wow. K-State has been battling through these uh, lists being narrowed down, and it's finally down to three between K-State, Kentucky, and Duke. Hmm. 
Two other programs that have done a pretty solid job of developing some bigs yeah. over their times. Yeah. Um, the thing about Patrick, he has talked to these you know recruiting services, and he has said something that is very important to him when it comes to his recruitment, and that is that he wants to go somewhere that is going to develop him. Develop him for the next level. Mm-hmm. He is, no doubt about it, pro basketball NBA talent. Um, he wants someone that's going to treat him like, you know, he, he is the next level kid. We'll develop him and get him ready for that. Well, what we learned during Big 12 Media Day is that K-State is going to be making a pretty big adjustment to their offense, and they're going five out. That is an NBA type of offense. It's an NBA type of offense that is, I mean, that's where they're going these days, and that's how big men are playing now, stretching the floor. Everybody will start out wide. They can run so many things through that. A lot of possibilities out of a five-out offense. But that's what bigs are looking for these days. They want to be developed in a five-out offense. Well, that's where they're going now. And specifically, K-State wants to recruit the top big men in the country with this kind of offense. That's what they're looking for. So K-State is making those adjustments to recruit the big man so they can land them, develop them, and get them ready for the next level. Mm-hmm. We just saw that this staff was in Virginia looking at them. Mm-hmm. They went as a whole staff. And that's the thing. They have been recruiting him as a whole staff. Wherever he's playing, the boys are, the are going to be there yeah. to see him play. Yeah. If they don't land him, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not talking about moral victories here, but if it doesn't happen, you know, at least they're in the conversation with the rest of the big boys that they are fully established now. They are going after the top talent in the nation, and that's exactly what we've been looking for as a fan base, a staff that will go after the best talent in the country, that will give them the opportunity to go win a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to get it done. you got to go after the best talent in the nation. That's why this weekend is so important to K-State Hoops. All the work that the Wildcats and this staff have put in to recruit Patrick Nagongba will culminate with this visit and will culminate on November 4th when he makes his decision. Now, I've never been one to follow recruiting. I, you know, I'm just all about, you know, you can go after these guys, you can go after this, that's great. I'm all about what do they do when they actually get here. How did they develop? Um, but obviously, this is this isn't just your normal recruit, right? I mean, we're talking about a five star kid. Those have not been around mm-hmm. this uh, program too many times. It's honestly something we're not even used to mm-hmm. having a five star kid in town to visit. Mm-hmm. Not too used to it. So. The opportunity to have one of the biggest recruits ever commit to K-State is a big possibility coming up on November 4th. So like D.Y. said, you see him around town, you see him at the game Saturday against Houston. Let It's like when David Casillo, I can't remember what game it was, but he visited a game. The, the student body was well aware of who this yep. kid was. Mm-hmm. And they were chanting his name. 
They let him know that they love him and he should come to K-State. That's the love we need to show Patrick Nagongba when he rolls into Bill Snyder Family Stadium to check out the game Saturday against Houston. Show him the love. Show him that you want him to come to K-State. Yeah. Because we are we can also be a big part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to find out. We need D.Y. to tell us, or maybe the coaching staff can tell us, is he a hugger? Because <laughs> they just roll up and hug him and be like, hey, we love you, big dog. You need to show up here. Find out. I am so excited. I know you you can't jump the gun, but like put him on the roster and then just how massive this team is going to be in the next few years is awesome. I mean, long, a lot of length, very athletic, superstars. I can't wait. Patrick, come home, man. Come on. This is home, man. I wish I could put better into words how much work the staff has put in in his recruitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's been – it feels like it's been – you know, it's not just on social media and them traveling as well. Maybe some of it just hasn't been all documented or whatever. But, gosh, it felt like for a while there, it was like every two weeks they're once again checking out Patrick Nagongba playing wherever he was. Yes. They would follow him anywhere he went. And this has been a long, hard-fought process for K-State. Yeah, We're seeing this staff battle like we've never seen a staff battle before for a recruit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, D.Y. is not someone who, like, uh, like over – he's not hyperbole. You know, that's not his thing. And it took him how fast – I mean, how long – to answer the question, uh, like, have you ever seen this? Mm-hmm. And coaching staff go after a kid like this here, especially. And he said no in a point two seconds. I mean, that is the recruiting guy who's like, listen, they are really after this guy. I cannot wait. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm heading over to Manhattan High School. The rest of these dudes take over next. A Troy number two song of the day and ask us anything is all coming up. Go Cats. Thirteen fifty KMAN. It's the game. We're here. We're teaching you about stuff. We're telling you stuff. Um, would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather be in a fight club that meets once a month or a book club that meets every day? <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. I know. That's a the, really good one. Uh, the only flaw with that would be when am I going to find the time to read? No, listen. You got to. I, I know. Or you <laughs> failed the book club. Yes, exactly. That's I, the worst part of it. I, I still would rather the book club. For Thank sure. Yes. For sure. Yes, absolutely. You, you reach a certain age and you're like, listen, a month is not long enough. I would need six years to bounce the back between <laughs> fight. I'm on the shelf. I'm glad you said that because I was like, maybe it's the age, but I think I might do the fight club. Maybe yeah, just... you're a young guy. You could get punched in the head and yeah. bounce right back. Yeah, it might take. I am getting. I, I've, I felt a lot more back pain in this last week for some reason. Maybe it's catching up to me. Also. How, I don't know how old are you, Owen? Twenty-five. Oh yeah, dude. Just twenty-five. Wait. I've got a, I've got a two-year-old at home, so I am oh. aged a bit, aged a bit past twenty-five. But. Oh yeah, that's why I see the couple grays in the beard, dude. Trust me, I know all about it. They're coming out. I'm going. Fight. No comment. I'm going Fight Club. I'm just going from the top rope and just gonna end. <laughs> just fall flat on my face and just go. We're Dave, done. Dave D's trying for. <laughs> event tonight. Yes, there we go. Oh, boy. oh my God. Travion, what about you, dude? Book club? Is this the right one? Oh, yeah. I do fight club. For what? Sure. Got to toughen up a little bit, I think. <laughs> I'm too soft. 
just remember you said it. I was going to have fun with the fact that it's the softest voiced guy in the building who said he's going to do he's Fight like, Club. I think I'm going to go Fight Club. I'm going to beat. He's going to come back here and start beating everybody up. Bring man. out that inner Tyler Durden. I mean, he's all over it. Oh, man. Uh, on that, we are out. Have yeah. a great evening. We catch you tomorrow on the flip.